Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. What busted your bracket in the sports world and the betting world on the weekend? Moose, what do you got? It is going to be Calgary Flames fans. But the easy money was betting on the Flames to make the playoffs. And on the 81st game of the regular season, the Flames lose in a shootout to Nashville. And their season ends. That's a bad beat. This is the Rod Peterson Show. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the RP Show. uh, Hour two, live from the Great Eagle Resort and Casino in Calgary, Alberta, Canada. On Game Plus TV at WQEE. We've changed things up a little bit today. The Moose is traveling back from Palm Springs, California. Our good friend Chuck Wilson showing up from QR Calgary. Longtime Calgary broadcaster, host of Flames broadcast, Stampeders broadcast, and I never get your hometown properly pronounced. <laughs> Pusikupi? Pusikupi. I was close. You were close. I was close. That's up around Prince George? It's or? up around Dawson Creek, the start of the Alaska Highway. Dawson Creek. Wow. Mile zero of the Alaska Highway. So northeastern British Columbia, right across the border from Grand Prairie. My, my father had this image that Dawson Creek was going to become the hub of the north, and he missed it by about 70 miles because Grand Prairie, because it was in Alberta, became the hub of the north. Who's Coopy, British Columbia? Who's Coopy, British Columbia? So there you go. Now everything you need to know about Jock Wilson. (laughs) So we got a big night tonight. uh, The Toronto Blue Jays home to Detroit. I'm telling you, we we covered this all an hour ago, but we're going to re-up it and get into some other things here. But you just raised your finger. Did you have something? No, no, I did. Well, I I just, uh, you know, the Flames are practicing right now. So for the Flames uh, listeners, and and I was wondering how Daryl Sutter would do this. And we just don't know with Daryl Sutter. So uh, Jacob Pelche, Nazem Kadri, and Matt Coronado are practicing on one line, but Darren Hayes just tweeted out, it looks like Milan Lucic and Trevor Lewis are going to be playing in this game tonight. And I'm going, what? Why? Uh, it looks like Walker Dewar and Adam Rizicka will not be playing tonight. I'm going, do fans really want to see Milan Lucic? <laughs> I, I don't get it. I, I don't get this coach sometimes. You know, are you not looking for the future? Are you not, you know, I, I'd rather see the young players. I don't know why this coach doesn't like Adam Rizicka. He's played good at times, but hey, that's the coach. Yeah. And I wouldn't want that job. So no. listen, Jock just said how we're coming in hot into hour two. Here are the topics that we're going to get to. All of that, uh, I don't know where to start. Our poll question for Key Auto Group today is, should Connor Bedard play for Canada at the World Hockey Championship? I'm voting no. Jock's voting yes. 73% of you on YouTube and Twitter are saying, yes, he should play for mm-hmm. Team Canada at the Worlds. Nelson, our vice president of Sim Events, is watching. He writes and he says, in no shock, Connor Bedard is nominated for the Four Broncos Memorial Award. Who up against Kamloops' Logan Stankoven? Who wins? Well, these are two guys that are featured in a commercial on our show here from the uh, Canadian Blood that? Services. Like I said, Bedard's going to win everything. Stop. That's one. Two is Daryl Sutter coaching his last ever game tonight for the Calgary Flames. That would be a good one. Dum, dum, dum. I think we would both vote yes on that one. I would vote yes. Yeah. Ted in Red Deer says, listening to Rod and Jock talk sports for the morning is awesome. Nice. Thank you, Ted. I agree. Uh, We covered a lot of the Winnipeg Jets. Bravo, Winnipeg. We're not going to talk about you all day. You got in. Good for you. You get to play Vegas. Think they could beat Vegas? (sighs) You know, Vegas to me... They're going to get Mark Stone back, which is good. I'm still not convinced Vegas has great goaltending, so I give a slight edge to Winnipeg with the goaltending because Connor Hullabuck is, is just so good. And now Connor is going to obviously get a little bit of a break, which he'll need because he's played so much down the, uh, down the stretch. I, 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 look at the, uh, I look at the Western Conference, and there's some very, very good teams. You know, we talked about Colorado. Dallas is a good team. Minnesota is a good team. Edmonton's a good team. Uh, but I, but I, if... And this is just my own opinion. I think the one team that could be vulnerable is, is Vegas, even though they've had a great regular season, you know, and, and that's why I think the coaching has done a nice job there because I didn't think they would be 
winning the West. I really didn't. So, uh, but, but I still think they're vulnerable. And I, I, I love Jonathan Quick. I'm just not convinced Jonathan Quick is the same goalie he was five or six years ago. And he's not. He's not. Does he have to be? By the way, John Ohm, Ohm checking in. He says, I got to bow out early, have a great show, and day. hit that like button. Listen, I'm just throwing that in here because John's here every day commenting, watching, and you got you to gotta, uh, make your audience feel good. So thank you, John. And kudos to your Jets for making the playoffs. Yep. With Vegas, I'll just say this. Six weeks ago, they didn't have any goalies. Now they got three. Aiden Hill, Jonathan Quick, Logan Thompson. But they've always kind of botched their goalies. Why Flowers not there? That's why Robin mm-hmm. Leonard's not there. Mm-hmm. I kind of wonder who's making the decisions on the goalies there. Interestingly enough, now you had a point. He's got a Texas A&M Aggies hoodie on. In SAS, we call that a bunny hug. <laughs> um, you got a hoodie on too. Yeah, good point for uh, Bet Regal, our exclusive betting partner. But. How that segues into golf. Was your daughter on a golf scholarship? No, no, she was, a, a di- she was part of the swim dive team. She, okay. was a, she was a springboard diver. Okay, but you still, um, you're following college sports. I'm jumping around oh, all yes. over the place here. So yesterday, we got time. Jock, as I mentioned, host of the St. Peter's broadcast. Uh, I've got so many, I've got so many, um, I'm sorry, Jock, messages coming in here. I'm trying to mm-hmm. keep them all straight. Dave Naylor, TSN CFL Insider. Here's a topic that will include college football, CFL football, NFL football, and the other leagues, XFL and USL. Naylor was quoting Chris Jones, your buddy, Chris Jones, on how hard it is to recruit Americans to the CFL right now for a variety Mm -hmm. of reasons. The Mm -hmm. competition of those other leagues, the NFL expanding its practice rosters to now include veterans too, not just rookies. I think that's a bigger more than ever, right? And then NIL deals, name, image, likeness. And I guess, because Dave's the insider, he's the smart one, not me. He used an average number of $150,000 U.S. for a college football player from the name, image, likeness deal. There's some getting into the millions. Mm-hmm. There's some getting far less. But maybe the average is $150,000. Yeah. Jeff Fairholm has written in, my favorite rough rider ever, two-time Grey Cup champion. He says, I love the reporting Naylor does. I'm a huge fan. These are interesting opinions on how the NLL may affect graduating players. But I don't agree with the assumption that everyone makes money at the college level. My understanding is that only a select few get that amount of money. Yeah, and let's remember, he's quoting Chris Jones. What do coaches and GMs do? Bitch and complain about their lot in life. That's what they do. I think it's in their contract. Some would just say work harder to find the players. What do you think? I, I would say it's more than just a few that are benefiting now from, from the NIL. And, and, and I, you know, look at Seth Small, the kicker for the Hamilton Tiger Cats. Seth Small, uh, Texas A&M, uh, you know, Aggie. And when he beat Bama uh, because he had the game-winning field goal, that I, I, had, I, I, had a, I did a podcast with him, and he said, yeah. I said, did you, did you capitalize on NIL? And that was when NIL was just starting. And Seth Small said, yeah, I did okay. Because, <laughs> you know, there were T-shirts, there were everything else going on. You know, look at Sam Bennett this past weekend at the Masters. The kid is going to be worth millions because of the NIL deal, and he's still an amateur. So, you know, I think I was reading this morning that uh, Angel Reese, the, the LSU uh, basketball player. Yes. You know, so she, she's making now like $1.5 million. There's There's a, a gymnast, I, I don't know her name off the top of my head from LSU, that again has so many followers on Twitter. She's making a killing on, on NIL. And, and I will say this, uh, Rod, because I've, I, I talk to Dave Dickinson on a regular basis, and this was two or three years ago when NIL was just starting. He said it was even getting tougher at that time, you know, to get these players from the big Division I schools. Because if you go to a Division I school, you are treated like gold. You, you really are. You get everything handed to you on a silver platter. You look at some of these dressing rooms that they have at the Division I schools, whether it's Alabama, whether it's LSU, whether it's Texas A&M. The LSU, the LSU dressing room for football, have you seen it? No. You got to Google it. Okay. It's, it's got sleeping pods. It's got ski, It's got TV. It is unfreaking. In an old bo- stadium, though, in, right? In but- LSU's old stadium. I, I, I don't know how old the stadium is off the top of my head. But the fact of the matter is, it's unbelievable. They get the first-class treatment. They get first-class food. And now they're making a little bit of money with NIL. And Dave Dickinson told me, he said, it is a real challenge when a player from a big NCAA school comes to Canada for the first time. You know, they go pick him up at the airport. And the kid's saying... What? No one's carrying my bag? <laughs> like, I got to carry my own bag? What's going on here? So it's, it's a culture shock 
for these kids when they come from the division and hey, you know division one schools. i'm glad to have this discussion and i've been wanting to have it for a while <laughs> and you see a live studio audience here i hope you're enjoying it at the gray eagle it is what it is because i've been around yep. the league and the cfl for a long time too and there's been times that i've been standing there when that player shows up in a cab from the big school mm-hmm I mean, you remember Rocky Butler, who incidentally played at Hofstra. That's not exactly Alabama, but he walks into Taylor Field. This is early 2000s. It's like my high school stadium. Where the real stadium at? <laughs> <laughs> no, this is it. And I, I, I equate that to the mm-hmm. minor pro hockey players. Tim Hunter was in yesterday sitting on that chair talking about playing in Birmingham, Alabama for John Brophy. And how great it was and how it made him a pro jock. Mm-hmm. And I've had these minor play- pro players talk about dressing in cattle barns and walking across catwalks outside. Who the heck was telling me the other day they were playing in Austin, Texas, and they got rained on walking from the dressing room to the rink. And they thought it was a great experience. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, what, look- why are these guys entitled to be, have their ass kissed? Yeah, no, no and, 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 and I hear exactly what you're saying. But you grow up in that culture, and you grow up, let's, let's use Katy, Texas, because that's where Seth Small's from, that's where Bo Levi Mitchell's from. You go to a, a football game, high school football game in Katy, and you're treated like gold, and you're treated like royalty in that game because, you know, they, they really have the passion, you know, for, for football. You go play, you know, here at Shouldice Field in Calgary as a, as a high school football player, and you know you got maybe your girlfriend and may, maybe your mom and dad watching. That's that's about it. So it's a it's a totally different scenario, and and that's why I say why is hockey so big in this country? Well, the bottom line is it's all part of the culture. And why are, why are there so many more hockey fans in this country? Because you grow up, and whether it's you know whether it's Tim Bits, Pee Wee Pups, call it what you want. You're growing up. It's it's, it's all part of that culture. Whereas yeah. in the in the NFL, it's it's the same thing, and you've got the guaranteed fans in the NFL because I, I I'll take my daughter for example too. My daughter couldn't tell you a football from a soccer ball when she went to uh, first to LSU and then and then obviously to Texas A and M, but she goes there and and she was in a, she was in LSU when Joe Burrow won the national championship and Jamar Chase. And this kid became a football fan, and she loved it, and she went to every single game, then transfers to Texas A&M. She goes to Kyle Field every single game, and that's just part of that culture. And guess what? Yes. You come out of that university environment, and now you're following, you know, obviously Joe Burrow or Jamar Chase or, or all these star So you're guaranteed to have that next generation of fans where I don't think you see that in, in, in Canada, where, you know, you go to a U sports game, great, good football, great football, but not a lot of, you know, the student body doesn't get out and support it, maybe in Quebec a little bit more than, than in Western Canada. And so you don't have that natural um, affiliation with, that, uh, with the pro athletes that come there. And that's, that's, I think, is the biggest difference if you want to compare the Canada and the United States, where oh, hockey yeah. is totally different. Hockey, what do you have, 13,000 people watching, you know, Connor Bedard the other night or 14,000 people? Like, that's, that's... That's rare, though. That, that right. is rare. Yeah. But we, we've had a couple of games here in Calgary, the Teddy Bear game, you know, 17,000. You know, Connor Bedard came to play the Calgary Hitman. There were 17,000. You know, that's that, hey, everybody knows who Connor Bedard is. Everybody wants to see Connor Bedard make the next... Uh, make the next uh, jump. Landry's watching in Billings, Montana, and he says, football is king in the U.S. and godlike in certain states. Mm -hmm. Well, particularly Florida, and that's why I knew that we could get into this topic here right now when people would find it interesting because we do have a lot of U.S. viewers and there's a lot of football fans in Canada watching right now. But as much as we love hockey in Canada, it's still the number one. I did hear this the other day that when Kale McCarr was playing for Brooks in the American Junior League, he came through Calgary playing the Canucks. There was more NHL scouts in the rink than fans. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Wouldn't surprise me. Right. So uh, there's high level junior A hockey. Junior A hockey is high level, but it doesn't draw. No. Do you know what I mean? Football, all the stadiums are packed at every level in the States. And I love that. But I'll also say this. What I love, duh, about my role as voice of the riders, because I don't ever envision going back to that role with any team, but when those players show up in the cab, man. Because <laughs> I got a lot of those stories. You wouldn't remember, I don't think, Jock, because he wasn't with the Riders for long, but his name was Joe Sykes. Joe Sykes. Do you? He was an all I, I, don't, I remember him. Yeah. I remember Phil Sykes, the hockey player. Of course. Of course. <laughs> L.A. Kings. L.A. Kings. Yeah. 
But was, you know where he's from? No. Pooscoopy Beach. Well, Close. not quite Pooscoopy. Dawson Creek. Phil but Sykes. just Joe Sykes showed up, <laughs> and you'd have to Google it, but I think it was the all-time sack leader in the Arena Football League or maybe AFL 2 with the Green Bay, Green Bay Blizzard. And he showed up in a cab and he got out. Now, I was always, I was always around. That's our job. You're around, right? He gets up, drops his bag, looks around the stadium and goes, what's the sack record here? I'm going to get it. <laughs> and you know what the vets do? They laugh. They hit the ground laughing. Yeah. Because these guys actually think they're going to do it. Yeah, they do. I think he played like two games. Didn't even breathe on the quarterback. Yeah. And he's talking about the all-time sack record. Yeah. Well, they, they think it's going to be a walk in the park. And it's not. That, and, and that's where you have to appreciate the Canadian Football League because it, it is a tough league to play in. And it is, you know, you're, you're one step away from, you know, maybe making the big dollars. And it's about getting that opportunity, you know. And so finally, like, you know, obviously everybody knows Alex Singleton. You know, great Denver Broncos, great with the Philadelphia Eagles. But he was great in Canada. And he, got, he finally got recognized because of what he did in Canada. And there's so many good stories, you know, from that's from the dream. Perspective. Yes, that's the dream. That's exactly. But that's why I don't have this time for what Jones said. And I love Jones. I had a long talk with him at the combine. I do. But he's just a coach bitching. Because my thing is, I didn't get into broadcasting to get rich. Obviously. No, you don't. I got in it because I wanted to do it. And mm -hmm. I'm still doing it because I want to do it. Are these players coming to Canada to get rich? Because they made 150 grand on an yeah. NLI? No. They're coming here to play football if they love it and be to get to the yeah. NFL. And, and you know what? You can make a career out of it and you can, you know, obviously embrace the community you play in, whether it's Regina, whether it's Winnipeg, whether it's, you know, Toronto, Hamilton, go down the list here in Calgary. I've seen so many players, American players come here. They fall in love with this country because this country is a pretty nice fantastic. place to live. Yes. It's a fantastic place to live. And if you play your cards right, you can, you know, obviously make a career, have a family, all these great things in this country. And, and that's what you should be looking at. You know, not, you know, obviously, I guess the dream is to play in the NFL and make the big bucks. I do get that. I do get that. But if you really embrace the city that you play in and you embrace the league and you embrace, you know, obviously what we're all about here in Canada, you can make a very, very nice life. And there's great stories of that, too. Yes, exactly right. right. Uh, exactly we'll, right. we'll be right back. I got more stories for you. And I know Jock's got some. There are questions for both of us. Are you OK for one more segment? Sure. I'm All right. right. Am I on the payroll now? <laughs> yeah, might as well be. I got a free buffet that? for you. That's how I pay your buddy, Mark Stevens. <laughs> Good one, Rod. We'll be right back to Great Eagle Resort and Casino after this time out on Game Plus Television, your favorite podcast platform, and WQEE, the Fringe Radio Network. Head to YouTube.com slash The Rod Peterson Show now. You got to subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. PlayNow.com is Saskatchewan's only legal gambling site. A site with hundreds of slot games, your favorite live table games, and the PlayNow Sportsbook. Head over to www.playnow.com slash rpshow to claim your $50 casino reward. That's www.playnow.com slash rpshow for your $50 casino reward. PlayNow.com 19 plus, use your game sense. All right, welcome back live to the Gray Eagle Resort and Casino, Calgary's entertainment destination. There are three games in the NHL tonight. I'm going to talk about these later in the sports update. But just so you know, Montreal's at the Islanders, Dallas is at St. Louis, and San Jose's here in Calgary with what I call a friends and family game. Only friends and family care for the most part. The Islanders game is big. Yeah? Yes, it game, is for them. The Islanders them. game is big. Yeah. If they lose that game, you know, that brings Pittsburgh back into the mix, right? Yeah, it has uh, been a wonderful end of the regular season. If the Islanders don't make the playoffs after the Bo Horvat trade, that would be a that would be a major gut punch, wouldn't it? We have not talked about this all week. 
What did you, and listen, we're airing in British Columbia on Channel 924. Tell us. We have a lot of uh, listeners out there and viewers. What did you think of what Bo Horvat said the other night about Vancouver? Did you see it? You must have heard I, about I, it. I did, I did see it. Um, was he taken out of context like he says uh, he said no. he was? No. <laughs> We watched it live. How can you say that? Yeah, I, I you know, it's, it's always funny how you do a little damage control after a, after a scenario. I, 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 <laughs> I love Vancouver. I, I, like I say, in, in, in this country, I love Calgary. Don't want to move from Calgary, but I would much rather, if I had to move, I would pick Vancouver before I pick Toronto. Yeah. Because I, I, I love the coast. I love the water. Love the mountains in Vancouver. I uh, don't love the NDP government that they have in B.C., but that's a, that's a political, uh, you know, situation. Well, there's something to be said for Western Canadian versus Eastern Canadian. Yeah. We don't need to... We're not saying we don't like Eastern Canada, but I'm a Western guy, too. Yeah, It is exactly. what it is. Yeah. Um, but... I've always said about Calgary. Yeah. Calgary. Calgary is the best city in this country, except we're missing a large body of water. Like if the shoe swap was only an hour away and not six hours away, you couldn't beat Calgary. And, and that's the only thing that we're missing in Calgary is, is a nice large body of water. And if, and if you like water, like you got Great Lakes in Saskatchewan, Great Lakes in Manitoba, uh, we've got puddles here in Alberta. And that's, uh, that's the tough part. Yeah, well, you can't have it all, John. No, you can't have it <laughs> you all. you got exactly. just about everything. But there's some <laughs> others like Atlanta. No water. <laughs> Dallas, no water. Phoenix, no water. Las Vegas. So you're not alone in that. No, I hear what you're saying. Traveled, traveled to them all. Uh, and I promised that we had questions from the viewers here. You're a very popular guest, Jock. I, I'm, I'm, trying to, I'm having a tough time catching up to what everybody's been writing in here. Jeff, the Stamps fan, wants to know if you will be at the Fan Forum April 18th. The Fan Forum, I, I talked to John Lefebvre about that yesterday. And uh, we, we usually do our show live from the fan forum, but it's going to be going on. I only do a one-hour sports talk show, and it's a lot of uh, football talk, obviously, with the Stampeders. And uh, they're, they're going to be doing their presentations. And Jay McNeil, uh, uh, Dave Dickinson, you know, they're, they're all going to be talking. John Huffnagel is going to be talking. So it's going to be going on while I'm on the air. So I'm not going to be at the fan forum. I believe Mark Steven is uh, going to be there, but I, 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 great that they're bringing it back. Great that they're going to probably bring back FanFest this year, too. That's what the uh, Canadian Football League teams have to do. you, you got to get back in the community. COVID took that away from us, and the fans, you know, the great thing about CFL players is they want to be in the community. They want to get out there. They want to be, uh, you know, involved. And uh, so the more things they can do like that, the better. So FanForm, yeah, this next Tuesday night. There you go. Landry in Billings, Montana says hockey to Canada is what football is to the U.S. I agree. I get right. And I would agree with that. Yep. Colin in Ottawa regarding facilities says, imagine some guy coming from LSU's locker room to the Alouette's pitiful locker room in Molson Stadium. <laughs> and that's what Dave Dickinson was saying. It's, it's, Serious? A, it's a challenge. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's a challenge. Like LSU, and, and, and again, if you haven't seen LSU's locker room, wow, it is un, probably would be better than a lot of NFL locker rooms, too. And now you really got, I got to Google yeah, this. You got to Google it. But it's, I'll it's say this, man. I'm just, I got enough stories for a lifetime. I don't need to make any more. Like Vince Young came to Mosaic Stadium. Remember that whole thing? Vince Young, yeah. Do you remember that? I do. So the Riders signed him. I never thought in a second he would say, Well, oh, didn't you say Canada. Tom Brady was going to buy a Canadian Football League well, team? I'll tell you about that after. <laughs> you don't believe me? I'll tell you what I know. But with Vince Young. Yeah, he walked into Mosaic Stadium, and honestly, Jock, I mean, there is a difference. I know that the CFL hardcore fans believe that the league is big time, but it ain't, not compared to Vince Young yeah. in the NFL. Like, we had a news conference with Vince Young at Mosaic Stadium, which is a beautiful facility. You've been, right? I see yep. the new place. The door flies open for this news conference. Who comes in? Vince Young, his gal, his kid, his agent, Lee Steinberg. His marketing person, his PR person. Like, it was a circus. <laughs> and I'm thinking, is this, I'm sure the NFL's like that all the time. Or maybe it's just Vince Young. I don't know. But it was new to us, podunks. And I sat beside Lee Steinberg. You ever heard the phrase, don't meet your heroes? That, nice. was, that was apropos that day. <clears throat> Bad breath. <laughs> but I, oh, I, no. I, I digress. But Vince went, no, Lee's great. He's been on this show. I'm teasing. Lee's, Lee's the inspiration of Jerry Maguire. But they went and showed Vince Young the Ryder locker room and all those facilities. And he was, 
he was amazed. That was the brand new Mosaic right. Stadium. He said he's never seen anything like it anywhere in the NFL with the three pools at hot, right. warm water and cold and all the stuff there. So I guess the facilities aren't necessarily overrated, but I'll be honest, Jock, look where you broadcast out of every game. Mm. It ain't the Taj Mahal. No, you know what? And I, it, it, it is. I remember Achilles Smith when he came to Calgary and high draft pick in the NFL. And, you know, it's, uh, and he never made it, obviously, in the Canadian Football League because he wasn't good enough. Maybe he didn't have the right toolbox. I don't know. But, uh, yeah, he, sort of, uh, he was sort of like bewildered with what was happening in Calgary. I, I, I went to a, a game at Texas A&M last year at Kyle Field, and I didn't get into the, uh, the dressing room for the Aggies, but I did get the tour underneath and uh, their production studios. Their TV production studios are better than any TV production studio here in Calgary, any other TV production studio that I've seen in Toronto, you know, with Sportsnet or, or TSN. It is top shelf first class. They've got, you know, special radio booths. They've got special TV booths. They've got, it's, it's freaking oh. unbelievable. So that's the kind of money you're talking in the NCAA. I, people are saying it less to me, but they still from time to time say to me, why Florida? Why are you doing your thing there? Have you been? <laughs> Why not? Yeah. In every regard. It's a, because of stuff like this. The facilities yeah. are fantastic. The weather's great. It's all great. Now, when I have the benefit of having Jock Wilson here, I'm not going to blow it. We talked about the Flames a bit, but I want to talk about it a little more while you're here. Okay. Colin in Ottawa watching says, forget whether Daryl Sutter saves his job. How does Brad Tree living the GM save his job with Huberdeau and Caudry not exactly living up to their contracts this season? I got a minute for that because mm -hmm. the only guys that I think should be blamed for that are them, those two players. Well, look, I, I think Brad Tree living has done a pretty good job with this organization, but like any general manager, you can pick out anyone and whatever sport, they all make mistakes. And Brad Treliving, I think if he's being honest with you, probably the biggest mistake that he made was giving Matthew Kachuk the bridge deal. And, you know, he didn't want to step up and give Matthew Kachuk the long-term contract with the money that he should have been paid as one of that, you know, next-level, not, not generational player, but he was going to be the next star for this organization. He was going to be the next captain. So they settled on the bridge, and I, I don't know this for sure, but I think that rubbed Matthew the wrong way, and Calgary didn't want to show him the commitment, so he didn't show the commitment to the Calgary Flames when it came up. And, and so what happens? Brad Treliving understands that he screwed up, and then he overpays Jonathan Huberdeau an eight-year, $10.5 million a year contract, knowing that, holy shoot, I can't have this happen again. I can't lose the player. And so... Why you're willing to give Jonathan Huberdeau the eight years at 10.5 and not give Matthew Kachuk the eight years back in the day at 10.5, that to me is probably the biggest mistake that uh, this general manager has made. Yeah, well, hey, rewind Jock and, or, uh, call in and go back last hour to what Jock said about this. I think we both agree it's a mess that's not going to be cleaned up overnight. Again, Tim Hunter sat there in that chair and goes, whatever they do is not going to be immediate like i think fans expect a firing by the end of the week yeah. there's got to be a process here i would hope so yeah and uh, by the way al bundy the in our audience writes in. he says god vince young was so awful on the field and awful in the <laughs> nfl don't know what he was like in the cfl well he was a two-time pro bowler so there's that and in the cfl he popped a hamstring on like his second drive in the green and white game and that was the end of it but it was fun to be around him for a while but again, at some point, Jock, the players do need to step up and earn their money. Yeah, yeah. And hey. those two didn't. No, and, 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 you know, last year the Calgary Flames had so many career years. Their shooting percentages were unbelievable. Jacob Markstrom was obviously one of the top three goaltenders in the National Hockey League. The power play was good. Everything went right for the Calgary Flames. This year, you know, shooting percentages were off. A lot of players had down years. Goaltending wasn't very good. So, and, and, and the Calgary Flames are still going to miss. You know, you take, you take 17 overtime or shootout losses, and even if you turn four of those into wins, four extra points, we're not having the same conversation, are we? You no. Know, so it's, 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 it's that how, how it's a fine line. 
But yeah, there there were a lot of things that just went wrong. You know, obviously Jacob Markstrom giving up the first goal in nine games this season, or the first shot on goal nine times this season, and just not giving you that that world class goaltending that you need. And you know, hey, Daryl Sutter played Jonathan Huberdeau most of the season at right wing when he was the best left winger in the National Hockey League last year. Is yeah. that is that a coaching mistake or is Daryl trying to be smarter than everybody else in the room? I don't know. Let me interject with the two minutes we have left. Matthew Kachuk, you called me. I was on your show. I remember walking up and down the road talking to you on your sh- in Florida and you asked me about Matthew and I said he's the, he's the third most popular athlete in South Florida right now. There you go. Behind Tua and Tyreek Hill. I'm not joking. More than the Marlins, more than the Heat. So good for him. I'm sure you're happy for Matthew. Oh, sure. But how do you explain how what he's done there? He had 100 points here, I yeah, guess. Yeah, he was, he was pretty good here. How do they let him go? I, I guess I, you explained like that. Like I said, that was you a mistake. That, 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 to me, was, was the biggest mistake Brad made. But that could be the, down, one of the yeah. downfalls of the whole thing. And allowing then was him it a domino go. because Matthew didn't want to be here that Johnny said, well, hey, the best line in hockey last year was obviously Lindholm centering Matthew and Johnny, and now one-third of that is gone. May as well make it two-thirds. Yeah. <laughs> and then what happens to Lindholm this year? He's one of those players that didn't uh, have the, you know, and I think, I think Elias is a really, really good player, but he just didn't have the same season. Been very average. Yeah. Really. Exactly. Jock, this has been fantastic. Thank you so much. No problem, my oh, friend. All right. Jock Wilson from QR Calgary. Sam Peters, free and post host, longtime Flames broadcaster. When we come back, David Alter, we're going to talk some Leafs. He's with SI.com, Sports Illustrated, and Rinkwide Toronto. We're live from the Great Eagle Resort and Casino in Calgary on Game Plus Television, YouTube, and WQEE, the Fringe Radio Network. Head to YouTube.com slash The Rod Peterson Show now. You got to subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Are you tired of overspending on your purchases? Say hello to local deals available on the MySask411 app, which brings you amazing deals and offers right at your fingertips. With a few taps, you can save big on your next shopping spree, from dining to clothing. MySask411 has discounts for all your needs. Download the MySask411 app and start saving today. And we are broadcasting from Great Eagle Resort and Casino. We've got breaking news out of the NHL today. Winnipeg Jets defenseman Neil Pionk was fined $5,000 for cross-checking Minnesota Wild forward Marcus Johansson. The incident occurred at 1910 of the third period of Tuesday night's game between the Jets and Wild when Pionk cross-checked Johansson from behind along the boards. I thought it was more along the side, but whatevs. $5,000 the fine to Neil Pionk. He got a major at the time. And also last night, minor league call-up Joseph Wall made 46 saves. Willie Nylander had a goal and two assists. And the Toronto Maple Leafs beat the Tampa Bay Lightning 4-3 on Tuesday night in a preview of a round one matchup. Joining us to talk about it is David Alter from SI.com, covering the Leafs in rink-wide Toronto. David, welcome back to the RP Show. I appreciate it. Uh, As we roll into the Stanley Cup playoffs, what was your read on that game last night in terms of was there any message sending or was it a true preview of what might happen here in... uh, 10 days time? Yeah, there was certainly message sending. I think Tampa Bay really kind of tested the Toronto Maple Leafs core and kind of just said, okay, we know that you guys added some tough guys, but how tough are you? And so there was a scrum every single Mm. time. Tampa initiated a lot of it, but Toronto, to their credit, responded. They didn't back down. Uh, They were aggressors at some point. Those, Those acquisitions of Luke Shen, who got into a fight, um, Neil Nolachari, Ryan O'Reilly didn't fight, but he was aggressive. He showed his uh, his prowess on the ice as well. There were just a lot of new acquisitions there that that kind of responded to Tampa's message of, yeah, you might bring some physicality, but uh, we've loaded up on that, and it's not going to be uh, the same kind of pushover kind of sentiment that you guys may have experienced in the previous year. So I think Toronto sent a pretty good message that they're not going to be easily pushed around. It's just going to be a matter of if their talent can get on the score sheet, because even though they did early in that series last year, they didn't do when it mattered. And so uh, that's ultimately going to be the difference in this series this time around. 
Well, you know, and before we do look ahead to the series, have you liked and your followers, what's the, been the reaction of the way the Leafs have handled their roster the last couple of weeks when they knew they were going to be into the playoffs, they knew they were going to play Tampa Bay. Uh, they've done a lot of interesting things. Yeah, well, especially the last couple of days or so, you know, the Leafs are really set on getting Matthew Nyes into some games. He's the University of Minnesota Golden Gophers forward who the Leafs drafted uh, in the late second round of the 2021 draft. Um, they wanted him to commit last year. He didn't. He went back to try and win a title. Just came short, uh, losing in overtime in the championship game at the Frozen Four. And so because of how late that occurred and the timing of an injury to Matt Murray, the Leafs tried to activate uh, an ATO for one game, which they did with Jed Alexander on Saturday, and say that Murray might have been able to back up. Um, but then they signed Nyes in that time, and they weren't granted the permission to call up Joseph Wall for the game on Monday against the Florida Panthers. So there was a lot of drama going into yesterday morning as well that maybe the Leafs would have two amateur tryout goaltenders. They were ultimately allowed to activate or call up, I should say, Joseph Wall, the backup goaltender or the minor league goaltender that you mentioned. And... Um, Ilya Samsonov was kind of the reason for that as well, who will not play because he's quote-unquote banged up, but, you know, he probably could play. But now they have to rest him for a whole week because of how late the playoffs will start this year. So, yeah, a, a crazy, interesting cap maneuvering shenanigans kind of thing. But the Leafs did what they had to do, all to make sure Matthew Nyes got some games in and to see if he's ready that he could factor potentially in the playoff roster. I'm not sure he's on the Game 1 roster, but I wouldn't be surprised if we see him in this playoff series. I wonder what your feeling is of the Leafs going into this series, this series compared to one year ago. I've got a lot of former NHLers come on this program every almost every day, and they say the pressure on the Leafs is enormous, and if opening at home, there's going to be pressure. And I think, well, there's always yeah. pressure on the Leafs. I see your tweets. Like, the second you tweet something, within two minutes, it's retweeted 100 times, like a 1,000 times. Like, people are just going <laughs> off the chain. Uh, does that affect yeah. the players? Uh, it can. I mean, uh, at times, you know, uh, players say they don't look and see at social media, but sometimes, you know, they, they can't avoid it, especially if you're from the city, right? Like, it may be different if you're from another country or you stay off of it. Everyone's kind of dealing with it differently. But, yeah, the pressure is enormous because, you know, it, it was set up so well for them two years ago against the Montreal Canadiens in that pandemic-shortened uh, season to uh, get to the Final Four. At least they were the cream of the crop in that Canadian division. And they got upset. They shot themselves in the foot in that one. And then last year, you know, they were going up against the juggernaut and the two-time defending Stanley Cup champions. And I guess to some degree they were given a pass, but they were the better team in that series. And again, they, they had game six in overtime, a chance to wrap it up. They didn't. And then in game seven at home, they didn't. And so that just compounds and adds and um, you know, it's it's one of those things until they get the monkey off their back. It's one of those things that's going to be looked at with a, a huge magnifying glass. And um, and and the pressure is on the front office because, you know, Kyle Dubas wasn't given an extension. Uh, so he's in a lame duck years GM and the board is watching closely. If they don't see some results, there could be some real changes this time. And so that adds to the pressure as well. Yeah, does it ever? Well, I'll tell you what, I we're all watching the Blue Jays. I'm assuming you're a Jays fan, and you've seen, we've seen Vladdy grow up. We've seen Bichette grow up, and, and uh, that crew, and they're mature now. They're saying it, and they're showing it. And I'm just kind of relating that to Marner and Matthews and the crew that's come up together. Have they, have, do you see a difference in them? You know, they've learned their lessons. What are they like compared to a year ago and years past? I do see more focus, um, especially in Austin Matthews. You know, early on, he was trying to do some hitting a little bit more. He had an injury, and while he was injured, he was trying to be a factor away from the puck and improve in his game that way. And I think that helps. Mitch Marner has taken his game to a whole new level where he's dodging checks and creating special plays, like really special plays out of nowhere. That point streak that he accrued this season 
uh, 23 straight games with at least a point, just an incredible amount of consistency in his production. So, you know, those two core guys are going to be key. They really have to produce. William Nylander's taken a step, although in the last few weeks it's dipped, but then getting a goal and two assists when the other top guys are out and uh, against Tampa Bay, no less. I think that was a step in the right direction for Nylander as well. So as long as you get those core guys going, you have the depth from a physical standpoint to have a better bottom six. That was a big criticism as to why they lost to Tampa. Uh, and um, and then better goaltending. That's really going to be what it comes down to as well. I do think that Ilya Samsonov has been uh, really great for them. A great find in the wake of what they tried to do with Matt Murray in that spot. but. Um, yeah, goaltending could be the equalizer in that series. Everyone else has really taken a step in their game that there's no reason they shouldn't beat them in the series. But again, they should have beat them in the last two years and it didn't happen. So that's why they play the games. Yeah, absolutely. And I guess lastly, who knows who's going to come out of that murderer's row of the Eastern Conference, but you're following the whole NHL. Who do you think is going to be waiting in the Stanley Cup final from the West? Just as an informal oh. poll here, I'd love to know who you who you like yeah i have no idea because it's so wide <laughs> open it's so wide yeah. open you know what i'm gonna go for chaos i'm gonna go crazy with the upset and say the kraken i didn't expect them to Whoa. be where they are right now with with a hundred point <laughs> season and um to go from that to that it's like the sophomore year is like their biggest year in in that in a lot of ways and so i can see just how spread out it is that they have as easy a path as any edmonton's looking good too but i'm, I'm not quite sold on them just yet i think they have to prove a lot so they could be they could be there as well but uh there's something about the kraken like they really have flown under the radar after a really difficult year that i think they're going to catch a lot of teams by surprise in that way well Let's be honest, as we sit here today, April 12th, there are no wrong answers. And <laughs> I am with you. I kept waiting for the bottom of the box to fall out, the cardboard box for the Kraken. And all this season, it didn't happen. You know, and, and I saw them play live in Florida. They're, they're a wagon in a lot of ways that they don't get a lot of credit. Yeah. So you're right. If the Leafs have all the pressure on them, the Kraken are the opposite. <laughs> they're the 180. <laughs> there's no pressure on the Seattle Kraken. So, right. David, can you please, uh, for the Leafs fans, if they haven't found you yet, I couldn't believe that they wouldn't have, but where can they follow your stuff? Yeah, on Twitter, at D-A-L-T-E-R, at Dalter, uh, David Alter 35 on TikTok and Instagram. And, uh, you know, now SI is with the Hockey News again, so you can check out uh, SI.com uh, for the Leafs coverage and THN.com slash Toronto for all the written content and rink wide Toronto. Make sure you follow the podcast rate and subscribe on all your favorite podcast platforms at rinkwidetoronto.com. Outstanding. Thanks for the time, David. Thanks for coming on. Appreciate it. Enjoy the hockey. You got it, Rod. Thank you. David Alter from all those platforms we just mentioned. When we come back, it's overtime and it's just me and you, the audience, whatever you would like to talk about. Uh, certainly the junior hockey playoffs, right near and dear to my heart. Tonight's NHL slate. Um, the NBA play-in. I'll get to all your comments when we return. 902-518-3033 to Texas directly. We're live from the Gray Eagle Resort and Casino on Game Plus TV, YouTube, and WQEE 99.1 F. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. Playnow.com is Saskatchewan's only legal gambling site. A site with hundreds of slot games, your favorite live table games, and the Playnow Sportsbook. Head over to www.playnow.com slash rpshow to claim your $50 casino reward. That's www.playnow.com slash rpshow for your $50 casino reward. Playnow.com. 19 plus, use your game sense. You got something to say? You want to add to the show? What are you waiting for? Don't just sit there. Say something. Now, 
Back to the studio with Rod. Okay, welcome back, everybody. For Overtime, proudly brought to you by the Four Seasons Sports Palace, your home for the UFC and the National Hockey League. And this is going to fly by because I've got a lot of comments from the viewers that I'm going to pass along. But I wanted to mention something that I didn't get to off the top of the show. And part of that was we were busy with our good friend Jock Wilson from QR Calgary. But, you know, the Blue Jays had a very exciting home opener last night against Detroit. And I'm going to miss tonight's game against the Tigers because I'll be at the Flames and Sharks. So you can't be everywhere. Last night, I went to Century Downs Racetrack and Casino, and I want to thank our guy Kevin the Medium and his lovely gal Allie for inviting me. It was a song, stagecoach, what the heck did they call it, concert series. And I, I, I got a photo here with Amy Heff and Cole Malone, two up-and-coming country singers. That was right on the stage. Amy's originally from Fort McMurray. She's just returned from Los Angeles and won the CMAB Horizon Female Vocalist of the Year. Cole on the right is a uh, award-winning country singer as well. We had a great time last night. I just want to thank Kevin. It was so much fun. So I missed the Blue Jays last night, but I made some new friends and um, just want to say thanks for having me down there last night. Good crew there at Century Downs. To the breaking news of the day that Neil Pionk's been fined $5,000 for his cross-check on Johansson of the Wild last night. It was pretty bad. And I know the old-time hockey guys that are watching right now, i.e. my buddies, will all laugh at that because that was a Monday in the 90s. That was nothing. $5,000 for that. Right across here, just went right in. Just can't do that anymore. Brian in your Manitoba has written in, and he says... Pionk gets fined and Reeves gets nothing on a worse hit to DeMello? I'm confused. And Johansson on Ehlers? <laughs> Ehlers, has he got up yet? Are they going to be calling this stuff in the playoffs? I hope not. But the Reeves hit, I was like, uh, what's the problem? So I don't know. I'm glad I'm not a referee anymore. I'm glad that I'm not in charge of officiating. I'm pretty confident I never will be. Not at this stage of the game. I guess I'm just passing along the complaints from the Jets nation. And that's fine. I don't understand what's good rough and tumble hockey versus what's illegal. I don't know. Regarding our poll question today for Key Auto Group. And that is, should Connor Bedard play... For Canada in the World Hockey Championship, it's a simple yes or no. Clark, what are they saying on YouTube, if you don't mind? What do you have there? Last I saw, 73. Yeah? Okay, it's fine. 73% saying yes, he should. That was the Twitter result, and I'm guessing YouTube's similar to that. I'm voting no. I think the kid needs a rest. Our poll is for Key Auto Group. It's truck month at Key, Chevrolet, Buick, GMC. Get 3.49% financing up to 72 months. On the 2023 Silverado 1500, conditions apply. Go to keychev.com for more details. Rick Sawatsky watching in Martinsville says, send the invite to Bedard. Let him decide. How about that? Novel concept there. Oh, it, okay. I think we just posed it. I saw people were writing in earlier asking where the poll was. It's now up. You have four minutes to vote on the poll. Should Connor Bedard play for Canada in the World Hockey Championship? And now I thank you, Ryan, in Saratoga, New York, for sticking around to be part of this overtime discussion. Ryan says it's going to be really weird not seeing Washington or Pittsburgh in the Stanley Cup playoffs this season. Islanders game pending. There's playoff ramifications on the Montreal Islanders game tonight. Uh, well, weird, I guess, but doesn't bother me. It's nice to see some new teams. If it's going to be the same teams every year, what's the point? Good to see the young and up-and-coming teams or the Islanders in their case, be rewarded for acquiring Bo Horvat. Been a great story there. Stacy, watching from 
Access World Headquarters says, if I were Bedard, I wouldn't risk injury. I don't think he's going to go, is the sense that I'm getting. But again, as of yesterday, he hasn't even been invited yet. So the conversation is, as they say, moot. Sports update, there are three games in the NHL tonight, including a season ender for the Flames. They host the San Jose Sharks. Elsewhere tonight, Canadians visiting the Islanders. The Blues host Dallas. The Toronto Blue Jays look to build on a successful home opener in game two of their series with the Tigers. They smoked him 9-3 last night. Smoked him like a bad cigar. Kevin Gosman gets the ball tonight for Toronto. The Tampa Bay Rays look to extend their season opening win streak to 12 games in Boston. They dumped the Red Sox 7-2 last night. Last minute of play in the RP show today. And the sports updates brought to you by Landmark Cinemas. Enter to win a movie night out at Landmark Cinemas. For movie lovers only, text MOVIES now to 902-518-3333 to be entered into the draw. In theaters, Friday, Renfield. In this modern monster tale of Dracula's loyal servant, Nicholas Holt stars as Renfield, the tortured aide to history's most narcissistic boss, Dracula, played by Nicolas Cage. Renfield's forced to procure his master's prey and do his every bidding. But now, after centuries of servitude, Renfield's ready to see if there's a life outside the shadow of the Prince of Darkness. And to tell you, there is. Go for it. Do it. You won't be disappointed, Renfield. Sharks and Flames tonight. All the rest we'll talk about it tomorrow, noon Eastern, right here. Thanks to uh, Jock Wilson, David Alter, and you. See you tomorrow. Who has more fun than us? <laughs>catch those springtime vibes all over Arizona. Break out of the winter blues by hitting the water at one of our lake and river parks. Take a hike among the wildflowers. Just make sure to stay on the trails and leave the flowers for the bees. Discover Arizona's best kept secret and visit azstateparks.com slash amazing to start your springtime adventure.